0: Tulsa to Tunisia, Boston to Bogota. All united through webmasterradio.fm. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert, the story, headline, the spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image. Promote your products. Create expert status. Become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101. Crisis management. Media It's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hello, Brandy. How are you?
1: I'm so excited for this edition of Cover Story.
2: Well, I think this one's been uh, long awaited. I think we've tried to have this particular edition a a couple of times now. We have. Due to uh, weather and timing constraints and other things that have... uh, people back I, I I think this will be a, a well worthwhile and uh, a wait, long-awaited show
1: absolutely and you know something I feel so teased why is that this time last week you and I were oh, in yeah. person eyeball to eyeball doing our show live from the show floor at webmaster world in lovely New Orleans.
2: Orleans, <laughs> <Gnarlands>, baby <laughs>
1: it was really great hey for those people that are that were there that were listening that are listening and those people that weren't there Let's do like a quick recap of sort of uh, what we did at the show.
2: Well, let's see what we did or what all we observed. I tell you that place is phenomenal. <laughs> There's so much going on all the time, night and day in New Orleans. That I don't know if we can do a quick recap, but we'll try.
1: Right. Nor are some of the things. You know, this is a PG-rated show. It should be repeated <laughs> about <in> New Orleans. <laughs> Actually,
2: the, the famous Bourbon Street was uh, was much more docile than than, than what is known to be during Mardi Gras. So that's okay. It wasn't too far out there.
1: This is very true, and I was very proud of myself. I collected. Some bees by only showing ankle. Hey,
2: there you go. Made there you me feel go.
1: very good about myself, that my ankle's good enough to receive bees.
2: Kept it, kept it very peachy.
1: <laughs> I kept it very peachy. Well, I just wanted, you know. That being
2: said, I'd say, you know, while Webmaster World was, was fantastic probably one of the highlights as far as from a uh, getting those our fears in the industry what had to be the evening event but on the uh, during that thursday night oh with uh, that was hosted by webmaster radio
3: yeah
2: that was fantastic and then of course uh, you know we had some other great sponsors there Absolutely. and you got to know those folks from moniker a little bit more and the folks from monster, monster commerce and yep. you know infosearch media that's right and text ads and Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was great.
1: It that, really was. It really was, was. was a good
2: experience. In Yahoo too. Yahoo has and, just been
1: that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had a great. I'll tell you something. We did it at the last minute, and this goes to goes to show you, from a PR angle, sometimes you need to you know grab an opportunity and jump on it, and not think about the fact that you don't have the time, maybe to you know dot your I's and cross your t's, but really pull together everyone in a community spirit.
4: Because, well, worked it worked
2: out well. Yeah, I think you had probably 300 people there, if I were to guess right. I, I couldn't tell you for sure, but it looked like there was at least that many.
1: Actually, we gave out, just for everyone that's listening that wasn't able to attend the Webmaster World event, we did. We we, uh, we sponsored a party, the Thursday evening, as Mick said, uh, during the show, and we named it the first annual Webmaster FM Search Bash, and we had sponsors, our awesome sponsors, as you mentioned, uh, and we took over the Bourbon Street Blues Company right on the corner on Bourbon Street both upstairs and downstairs and the band was awesome they you know did great songs they made announcements for all of our sponsors PR web gave away cash which was <laughs>
2: Yeah, that was a little unusual, huh? It was great. We <laughs> loved that.
1: You know, just Moniker gave away a poker table. Everyone else really joined in to provide everyone with a great time. There were free drinks served for three hours from 7 until 10. It really gave people an awesome opportunity to sort of take their business hats off, enjoy themselves, but provide everyone with a great networking opportunity. Yeah,
2: there were some relationships built there for sure.
1: Tremendous. And all we've gotten was positive feedback. And at the end of the day, what do you want for people to do? You want people to be able to... Relate to their publics in a way that helps strengthen them as people and themselves as business, as a business. Very and, good, Very you good. know, and have a great time. You're on the show floor all day, and it's you know all that recirculated air, so it's great to come out and catch your breath and catch your breath with a few more dollars in your pocket because you're making some great business deals.
2: There you go, or at least uh, you know that opportunity down the road because you've built really strong relationships. Oh. and, the, and the, you know the, the show itself was was really good. Um, working the, uh, the exhibit that I, that I had there, which was an important thing, had, had an opportunity to meet with a lot of uh, really neat folks in the industry industry. industry. However, I have to say that the uh, opportunity to go into some of the sessions and participate in some of the sessions, that was an opportunity for me to learn and and grow. And each time I go to one of these events, there there is that opportunity. So if somebody is serious about an industry and yet they're not out learning what they can about their industry through some of these trade show events and and an opportunity to meet other people in their market, then they're missing a great opportunity.
1: Truly, because that's, that's so important is to keep it ahead of the curve. In regard to education, always knowing what's important and what's happening out in your own world, and then obviously meeting and greeting people, the influences in your business marketplace. There you go. That's how you're going to begin and grow. So very true.
2: Well, let's uh, let's move on to some other more uh, current things. I tell you what, cause we could give a recap on that show that would take us on I the webmaster, uh, webmaster world program, take us, yeah, the entire hour and, and a couple more sessions to <laughs> so boot. I think. That's
1: true. So. right to give it its proper due. <laughs> but what I want to do is let's introduce our guest, and then let's go to commercial break, and we'll bring her back live.
2: Fantastic.
1: But the focus for our show today people we've got heather lloyd martin on who happens to be one of my favorite people she's actually director of search strategies for keywordranking.com. Um, who's a very large well-established company but she's actually a pioneer especially for women in this space she's come in and she was able to craft her image so that not only would she be able to really have a presence for herself in the community but build herself as a brand So that whether she was working for someone else Or for herself She'd always be able to continue to go in a forward motion She's a published author She speaks at conferences worldwide She's a program advisor for the Direct Marketing Association So what we want to do is pick her brain And talk to her about her point of entry Into the market space And how she managed to spread her wings so far That all she does is fly
2: That would be fantastic
1: So we're going to go to break And we will be right back with our featured guest Heather Lloyd-Martin
5: A rose by any other name
3: InfoSearchMedia.com today. There's
6: nothing quite as rewarding as feeling in complete control. To experience this level of power on the web, visit BlowSearch.com. Let us give you, the search engine advertiser, what other engines simply don't. Complete control over your pay-per-click advertising. Blow away your competitors' IPs today and select the sites you want to receive traffic from while accurately tracking your ROI with BlowSearch.com. BlowSearch.com. Finally, pay-per-click search advertising
0: you control. So they got pretty good food here, huh? Uh-huh. Listen, I just got a new check from a program I joined. Oh, yeah? What effective CPM are they paying you? Pass the salt. Not sure. They just send me a check, not a detailed breakout. Uh, are you joking? No. There's lots of ways to make money, but you need to be the master of your own destiny. With ValueClick Media, I instantly adopted a national sales force that delivers recognizable ads with high CPM payouts. Mm. Plus, their new interface lets me control the ads I want to run and tells me how much I earn from each advertiser. Wow. And that's how I'm better. Pass the pepper. Wow. Thanks for the tip. I'm going to give value. ValueClick Media try. Join the ad network publishers trust most. Apply today at ValueClickMedia.com.
5: Commercials off. Now back to
0: Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to Cover Story. I'm Brandy Shapiro Babin, and I'm joined with my very debonair, charming, handsome, smart host. McDolly. And right, I was wedding right Heather Lloyd-Martin. Heather, yeah. <laughs> welcome, Heather. Thank you. That was such a kind introduction you gave me. Thank you so much. Oh, but you are. And I and did I mention effervescent? Oh, well, yes. Yeah. I was going to associate. <laughs> All the caffeine, like I said, yeah. <laughs> no, but I have to say, and that's probably one of the key things that stands out in my mind about you is, I've never seen you in a bad mood you always have a smile on your face you're always bubbly and that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, uh, although I'm sure there have been people out there that have seen me in a bad mood they, they just have learned to stay away from me during those times
1: so. <laughs> no that's not true take a compliment and run with it girl so I, I have to say I, I definitely uh, Heather's a friend of mine and that makes me feel very good but let's go back to the beginning Heather and talk about your point of entry into the marketplace. And especially something that's so male-dominated to begin with. I think that sometimes not only is it a daunting space just because it's really a brainiac space, but it's also daunting too because it's male-dominated. Yep. So let's talk about your point of entry.
4: All right. It was really interesting how I got into the whole search stuff because once upon a time I had like a little bits and pieces of all this marketing and PR kind of background, and I had gone to school for, th- for that partially. And I had sort of dropped out when I was in my 20s and thought, okay, I'm just going to be a secretary as long as I can possibly do this. And while I was doing that, uh, my boss at the time was really, really into the Internet, and this is like 95 i think so it was the first time that i'd ever watched anybody surf and check out what was online and i realized that there was like this whole industry out there that could be starting and if nothing else it was a whole lot better than being a secretary and i couldn't imagine doing that anymore (laughs) so i thought okay let's go into online writing because there's always going to be a need for content and just see what happens with that so I started freelancing and wrote for a few online publications, of which probably about ninety percent of them don't exist anymore. And um, eventually, somebody had come to me and saying, "Have you ever done anything around search engine stuff?" And back then, I was, you know, like a lot of other people, still are with search engine stuff. Where I thought, "Wow, that sounds really, really technical." And then, although I'm kind of geeky, I don't know if I'm really going to be doing the search engines thing well. But let me give it a shot and see what it was. This is like early day stuff, the meta tags, and you did okay with the search result stuff.
1: So let me ask you a question, though. But at the time, you were a secretary?
4: Uh, Yeah, that's how, before
1: I got into search, that's what I was. I had the background for marketing stuff, but yeah, I was answering phones. Okay, so you said to yourself, instead of sitting where I am, which is nothing wrong with being a secretary. Right. But let me go, let me learn more information and let me do something. Let me better myself and not stay where I am. Good for you.
4: And I thought, well, you know, this is at the time that if I don't blow it and it's no fun and I don't like it and I don't succeed, then I can always find something else to do. But I saw that there was
1: probably a really cool opportunity out there and it looked interesting. It looked fun to do. Good for you. And there's, you know, what there's no risk if you don't take a chance exactly and you can always go back which is great so you you decided you're going to take your hand at writing online writing right okay so what were your first projects
4: Oh, geez. Um, Lots of press releases. Lots and lots and lots and lots of press releases because I did a lot of press releases stuff for it back when I was freelancing, when I was even a secretary. I was freelancing and doing marketing help for small businesses. So I did a lot of that. Article writing about, I, I freelanced for entrepreneur for a while, so I talked about home business issues. I had a gig where I had to interview people from one from Canada and one from the U.S. and it was about their jobs and talking about like finding female golf course designers and interviewing them about their professions. So it was kind of cool because it gave me lots of tough stuff to small talk about at parties. Right? No. Wow, Heather, you're hired. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if anyone really knows wants to know
1: about golf course
4: designer, I can tell y'all about it. That's so great.
1: That's so great. So let me ask you a question, though. But that kind of flew right over something. You were a reporter for Entrepreneur Magazine. Yes. How does one get a gig like that? That was uh, so much of
4: what happened. It has just been sort of this nice little synchronicity stuff. There was uh, somebody who wanted to interview someone working from entrepreneur. They wanted to interview somebody who was working from home for their business. And this was, again, early days of the Internet. And I think I was on some sort of message posting list for, for women in business. And we happened to connect there. She interviewed me. I had mentioned that I was a writer. Then she happened three months later to have a gig for me to write. And then it turned in for about like, I think like nine months or a year. It was this constant column that I had for Entrepreneur. And That's I fabulous. never planned. I never pitched it. It, just, it was just right place, right time, right contact. And it ended up working out really, really well and kind of making me, I think the most important thing that it did for me is it kind of helped me overcome that fear of writing for a really large audience.
1: Which is phenomenal, right? because you were thrown right in. Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> I lived in fear of reading the comments the next month and having them all say, you know, that article really sucked. That article <laughs> really sucked by <my> Heather. <laughs> no,
1: that's horrible. But you know what? It's amazing the different things that fuel us. Yeah. Right? And how you can, you know, overcome that. So, but Nick, well, I mean, something that we always really push strongly here is really maximizing relationships. Yes. Right?
2: Absolutely. Very important. And, and it sounds like you're, you're a key in getting into several industries, not just one. I mean, you must have really developed those relationships, and like you say, right time, right place, but you had to have brought something to the table for people to recognize and give you the opportunities and and open those doors, so.
1: Well, thank you. And It (laughs) didn't suck.
4: And the community stuff, that's the thing that has really held me through. A lot of the folks that I talk to now are the same people that, you know, back in 2000, we were all kind of muddling around trying to figure out how to make this internet job stuff work for us, and we saw total potential there, and we're even and maybe some of us were doing really well with it, but it would turn into this nice little support group of this really cool network of influencers out in the marketplace. So it's been a
1: real cool wild ride. That's awesome. Okay, so now you've established the fact that you can write for large audiences. Yes And you've banged out a bajillion press releases. Yes. God bless your soul.
2: Hey, we like to hear that, though.
1: Press releases are good. No, press releases
2: are amazing. <laughs> they are. They, they are
1: fantastic. I have to admit that although Brandy can write a press release, she's so much more prefers when PR web right writes hey.
4: <laughs> well we
2: have a special place in our heart for brandy yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll continue to provide that service for time to come I'm
4: sure
1: yay they, oh <laughs> god I just heard it here and thank you if anyone uses her too much and takes her away from me that won't be good but thank you <laughs> <laughs> to Nicole at PR web because she's awesome <laughs>
4: Yeah, she,
2: we're glad to have her here now she does a great job and that's uh, just as important to have relationships with your employees and staff members I think it is with your clients I mean full circle of hopefully bringing a little bit of light like, and joy to the experience, not just making it a cumbersome thing that you have to do to bring in the dollars or something. Right,
4: exactly. Good.
1: Yeah. Tremendously. Well, because you know what? At the end of the day, my, I have brandyisms, <laughs> as Mick knows, as our listeners, I think, know by now. And one of them is happiness breeds happiness. Yep. So if you're dealing with someone, if you have a good time dealing with them, you're giving them energy. They're giving you energy. You get off the phone, you feel revitalized, you know you've accomplished something, and then you can take on the next task, and it won't be as daunting. Yep. If you perpetuate that happiness Not to say you can't be in a nasty mood Not to say you can't just like Suck the head off of someone's body If they're not right to you <laughs> However <laughs> Things go a lot more smoothly When you just sprinkle the joy around Alright so you're telling me Because you really were I mean you are like I don't want to call you a, a godmother <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Pretty much
1: yeah. or, or a grandmother Oh bad. I feel so old now Yeah okay But like in relationship To the internet Right You know I'm so sorry She's a beautiful blonde For those of you That don't know We're small and perky She looks exactly As she sounds Young <laughs> um, But you kind of Like you are Like one of the Grandmothers of the internet thank you you. you've been here since the beginning so basically what you're telling me is after taking on the gig and having like a year run which is phenomenal with entrepreneur really all the people that you had met and that you started establishing relationships with because it was close to the beginning of this big you know surge for the internet you guys were more like a circle of help for each other you were a support group versus being this daunting let me break into an established marketplace and you guys really use each other as support to help build yourselves and your own organizations.
4: Exactly, yeah, yeah. You know, and there's a certain extent of, we all wrote emails or tracked down folks that we considered mentors in our field and kind of helped each other through that, because it's scary, you know, it's scary to contact folks that you think, wow, they've done all this with their lives, why would they want to talk to anyone like me? (laughs) And then you realize that the people that have done that are exactly like you. They just happen to have really good branding at the time, but they're still normal people, and most of them are really gracious and Willing to help and willing to answer questions, so it's this nice little cycle of giving back.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. What you give out is what you get back, and also too, I think that a lot of people gain their success by asking people a lot of questions. Yep. What's your opinion on this? What do you think about that? Because you know, you start getting a nice populace of answers, and it lets you know that you're in the right direction. Because as we all know, you can have a great idea for something, but it, the timing isn't always right, the marketplace isn't always right. So if you put your feelers out and you help other people and you ask them for your, you know, because everyone loves to give an opinion. Oh yeah. That really is healthy And speaking about being healthy I think we need to take a quick break Pay some homage to our advertisers And we will be right back With our featured guest Heather Lloyd-Martin On today's cover story
5: Do you sell a product or service With monster potential In the online market? Then attack the opportunity To turn your dreams into Equipped with flexible e-commerce software from MonsterCommerce.com. You'll possess complete control of your store, including your storefront's design, maintenance of your products, and management of your online orders. And all with the technical support and service. Available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Grow your business today with MonsterCommerce.com.
0: Contrary to what your mother told you, you cannot be all things to all people. You can, however, focus on your primary business and ensure your success by outsourcing technical projects to a company who is forward-thinking, solutions-oriented, and works as a complete extension of your organization. No need to do it over and over again. SRK Consulting can develop integrated automation programs, programming in most major languages and operating systems. SRKconsulting.com, making sure your mother
3: is all- Visit InfoSearchMedia.com today. There's nothing
6: quite as rewarding as feeling in complete control. To experience this level of power on the web, visit BlowSearch.com. Let us give you the search engine advertiser what other engines simply don't. Complete control over your pay-per-click advertising. Blow away your competitors' IPs today and select the sites you want to receive traffic from while accurately tracking your ROI with BlowSearch.com. BlowSearch.com. Finally, pay-per-click search advertising you
0: control.
5: Commercials
0: off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you.
1: Hey, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin, and welcome back to Cover Story with Mick Dolly and our future guest today, Heather Lloyd-Martin. Welcome back.
4: Heather, how you doing? Doing good.
1: Excellent. Doing good. This is a blast. So, thanks so much right. guys for inviting me. I'm enjoying it. Good. I'm so glad. And I know our listeners are reveling in it. <laughs> so let's go forward. Let's sort of like highlight the fact that you entered the space, really a newbie, and you did something that I think is so awesome, whether it be women or men. You said, you know what? I've established myself as a person. I've sort of hit a brick wall, and I want to try something new and exciting. And you took the skills that you had created for yourself and pushed forward to the point where you were able to get yourself, you know, in, in a continuous article, column I should say, with entrepreneur. entrepreneur.
2: Not an easy thing to do.
1: No, not at all. And then you really made sure that you understood who the various influencers were in the marketplace and you established relationships with them so that you could be part of the growth factor. What happens next? Oh,
4: well, let's see. After that, then again, that kind of synchronicity stuff came into play. There was another woman out in the industry and we um, started a newsletter. And at the time, it was the only, there might have been other stuff out there, but it didn't get much as a play of talking about the writing and having how it works with the search engines and how it works with conversion. And that was, again, back when people were more talking about the coding and everything else. So nobody was really focused on it, but there was a certain group of people that thought it was real interesting. And and Danny Sullivan noticed it, and Danny, in all of his graciousness, invited the two of us to speak at a search engine strategies conference. And that man had pretty much single-handedly launched my speaking career with it because even though I had tried to do the local speaking and build up all that kind of the experience talking locally and talking regionally and I had done that I had never done it like that on the national stage before and it was freaky and it was wild and it was nerve-wracking and we knew that he was checking us out that first time and trying to decide whether or not he was ever going to invite us back (laughs) but because of that that really helped launch us into this other direction of okay suddenly we're in front of a whole bunch of people talking about what we do. And that was I mean, back in the early days, that was so scary because nobody cared about the writing for the most part. I mean, it was still real highly technical. People would literally go into the sessions and they'd say, you're talking about the writing. That doesn't make any difference to me. I don't care. And I just leave. want the results. Right. <laughs> I just want the results.
1: Just tell me how we can you know rank number one. Exactly. And it's
4: changed so much since then, you know, because we've had to kind of bridge that gap between the two. But because of Danny and getting on the conference circuit, that just helped sort of snowball this momentum of you get one conference gig and then other people think, okay, well, maybe we can put you on here and you won't look like an
1: idiot on stage. And how much keep business, drawing it. How much business did that drive you? When, you? when you were able to speak on panels, which really sets you up as being an expert in your arena, how much did that change the landscape of your business?
4: Oh, tremendously. Tremendously, because it allowed me to start charging higher fees. People would start coming to me and say, I saw you here. X and we want to work with you so it sort of cut out this entire part of the sales process where you have to explain what you do and explain your value people had already seen me or they had heard about me from them and so the business then was flowing pretty effortlessly at that time and that was a really really nice place and then through that comes other interviews and other things like that and helps expand that market out even further
1: which is phenomenal because that's something Mick that we always again stress with people is the fact that you know it's better for other people to be telling you- that you're wonderful? Yes. Don't I look pretty today, right?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, Brandy, uh, she's not going to toot her own horn, but I had an opportunity to hear her speak this last week at Webmaster World and did a tremendous job. And as well with Darren Babbin, I had an opportunity to hear him speak for a short while as well. And and it's nice because I know that with regards to relating to the public, as well as things like podcasting, that's, Mm -hmm. you know, these are two individuals that will be recognized as leaders in the industry because of the expertise that they were able to uh, share and demonstrate. And I think there is value in that in terms of developing your expert status. So applaud you for taking the time to go on the road and do something that many people are scared to do. They don't mind sitting in the background and and maybe writing some really cool content. Content is very, very important. But then to be able to go and verbally express why something is important and educate people to the importance of whatever the theme is, that's when you really start to become an expert. And and obviously, you took those steps.
1: Absolutely, And from your mouth to God's ears, Mick, (laughs) 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 you rock. But you know, it's true, you know, because Heather, when you are chosen, because when Heather keeps talking about, Danny Sullivan runs Search Engine Strategies, which is now owned by Jupiter Media. And there are search engine conferences that are held all over the world. So she's a very sophisticated lady. She's in London. She's in San Jose. She's in <laughs> Chicago and New York. You know, we'll move on to the DMA as well. But it's so important everyone listening, get out there, establish yourself. Because the fact is, if you can have other people saying, wow, you're paying a lot of money. People pay, you know, $2,000 or some odd amount of money to go to a search engine strategies or any other conference, they're coming there to learn information that's important so that the people that are up there teaching you this information are the people who are considered to be the best of the best in their market segment. So to have yourself sort of anointed like that does a couple of things. First of all, it's good for your own personal ego. You know, it keeps you organized because you have to get up there with some semblance of being able to relate the information in a way that's easy for people to digest. But more importantly, it goes back to that goofy thing about me saying, you know, don't I look pretty today? People are going to look at you like you're a weirdo. Yep. You know, if someone else says, wow, Heather looks beautiful. Heather's the most beautiful person out there. Heather's the smartest person. Heather knows what she's doing people pay notice and people pay even better notice when you're speaking at industry events that are held in high regard, period, the end. It makes, like you said, it shortens the sales process down, you don't have to th- explain things as much to people, and you get a lot more referral business, which at the end of the day, public relations is all about word of mouth advertising. Yep. That is the best form of advertising is word of mouth. So now you, you're up on the stage, you're talking, they're liking it, and where do you go past search engine strategies?
4: <laughs> After
1: that, again, I was able to just
4: fall into a couple other gigs, and I was up at, uh, I think with was Ad Tech, early Ad Tech, and there was a guy that came up from the audience and said, well, do you want to speak at my conference? I'm from the Direct Marketing Association. And I thought, oh, that's kind of wild. I never would have thought of speaking at a DMA event, but that's really cool. So uh, the next year is when the first time that I was on a panel and got to know the person really well at the DMA, who is the main program coordinator. And he said, well, you know, when we put these things together, we really rely on folks from the industry to help us because they're the ones that help us find out what's important, what speakers are industry leaders, what we can do. Do you want to help pull together some conferences for us and for the search marketing panel? And this was when the DMA was first starting to really launch and start talking about search marketing. And it was the coolest thing because suddenly I went from, you know, here I'm just talking on stage and and talking about what I do to being able to network with a whole bunch of other folks and like calling Yahoo up and saying, hey, do you have a speaker that can be on my panel? And getting to know these folks in a whole different way and kind of getting to use this whole different skill set because moderating panels and pulling them together is a whole lot different than speaking on a panel. So it was a blast to be able the first time to do it. I was so neurotic and nervous and afraid that everything would blow up in my face because I'd never done it before but oh it was just the coolest thing to see it all come together
1: absolutely and then when people walk out you know after you put this together and they're like wow that was really awesome stuff I paid to be here and I got my money's worth oh yeah yeah so what's the difference between like moderating in your mind moderating a session and speaking at a session and as far as which one do you think gives you better credibility speaking or moderating moderating tends to give
4: better credibility because you're sort of seen then as more of an industry new and an industry thought leader. Business-wise, speaking is always good because you are there on stage and the moderator's job is to make the speaker look really good and tend to come in to folks that are speaking. But as a moderator, you kind of get to network on this whole different level. And like with the DMA, you're networking not just with people from search, but like the marketing coordinators for all sorts of really big brand places. And that's like a whole nother network of folks that I never would have had access to any other
1: way. True. All right, so now how long have you been doing this for? Geez, I think I'm coming into my third year now. Wow, so you're you're a veteran. You're a (laughs) (laughs) pro.
4: But it's fun. Moderating is the time that I have to sit down and shut up and let everyone else do their stuff. And as you guys can probably guess, getting me to sit down and shut up for any length of time is really kind of a difficult thing. <laughs> 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 hey, in moderating mode. You know, I just
1: go. <laughs> no, but it's Yeah, but you know, something you really do, you do a great job of keeping, like, the energy level up, keeping people tuned in. And, you know, it is nice because you are very good at keeping people on track. Ah, uh, thank you. Which is awesome because sometimes, you know, you just listen. Some people tend to just drone on and on, and they get off subject or they become very puffery like. Yep. And in my mind, and this is something that Mick and I once again always express our views on this show is don't beat your own chest. If you know the marketplace and you can, you know, you can speak intelligently about something, people are going to take notice and they're going to say, wow, who is that person again? What is it that they do? Exactly. And they're going to pay more attention than if you just stand there and beat your chest and you sound like a walking promotional for yourself.
4: Yep. And there's so many times when you go over with speakers and you talk about the prep stuff with that, a lot of times they get that in a way, but it's so easy for them to fall back into sort of the corporate market speak of what they're supposed to be saying on stage of we are the biggest, best, whatever. And then they don't score well and then they realize in that one lesson, oh yes, okay, nobody really cares about me they just want to go back and show that they got value out of this conference and they have actionable tips that's going to help them improve whatever
1: right and by virtue of me working for the biggest the best the coolest the newest whatever company they are going to learn this information and they're going to credit our company with that and if it's something that they don't specialize in they'll go to that company and say hey man you guys really impressed upon me how important this aspect of my business is I can't do it myself but you've proven that you guys are pros let me give you a job exactly yes and that's something that's so important. So important because I do think it's a major turnoff for people, especially if they're paying to attend a conference. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to pay to attend a sales pitch. No, hardly. And to me, the best, if you do want to pay to attend a sales pitch, the best place to do that is like a site clinic Yes. Because then, to me, that's almost like getting a uh, an interview yep. for someone to actually take a job with your site or for you to get some free advice specifically on your site. But that, to me, is sort of like, okay, great. I'm selling myself completely now because I'm evaluating your site, obviously, based on my knowledge and or the knowledge of my organization organization. You like right. what I have to say. We've just had an interview, basically, in front of like 60 other people. You <laughs> exactly,
4: right exactly. Where they really get to see how you work on your toes, because you have absolutely no time to think about what you
1: say when you do it. Right, exactly. So what is, t- give us some advice, some of the stuff that you've learned as you've been sort of, you know, doing this cakewalk in this new arena, as a woman in this space, and you've really set yourself up as an expert, you know, what's some advice you give to our listeners?
4: Well, I guess the first one, and the one that I kind of constantly overcome, but it gets easier with time, is, is to not be afraid of what you do and put yourself out there. It's so easy to think, I don't know anything that's different from anyone else. I have no different perspective. Everyone else has done what I want to do. And uh, a lot of the folks that I see that do really well are folks that they start publishing, they start blogging, they put themselves out there. If they get criticism, then they're able to, to shake that off and keep moving. And eventually they, they end up hooking up with this nice little network of people. So put yourself out there, write write blogs, write articles, do, go to the conferences, feel okay introducing yourself to the speakers and, and talking about what you do and, and doing the networking things. because that's how other folks will get to know you, too, and give you a really good beat of where you are in the marketplace, and that a lot of folks have re- these really great ideas that are kind of bouncing around in their own head. They have no idea that it's unique, and no one else has ever thought of that. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
5: Sure. <laughs>
4: And, and just, you know, have fun doing it. That's a, that's a really important thing, too, because building a brand is hard work. You get rejected. Um, you get stressed out about conferences. You might be on the road all the time when, when you're really starting to build it. Um, you, you're balancing a whole lot of things. And, you know, but when you back off and say, okay, am I having a good time doing this? Am I meeting a lot of people? Is this, is this really where I want to be going in my life? And that answer is yes then really the possibilities are, are unlimited. You know, it's just, it's just going out there and meeting those people and putting yourself out there and doing the things that you need to do in order to build a brand.
1: But well, let's talk about that. Like, in your mind, what are some of the things that you think are key components to, quote-unquote, building that brand from a PR aspect?
4: Um, lots of publishing to get yourself out there, um, get, getting people to, to know who you are. Um, ideally, you go for those top-level markets, and then you trickle yourself down. Um, sometimes what you do if you're starting off from absolutely zero is you start sort of on the local, r- local scale, and then you move to regional, and then you move to national. And it allows you some time to kind of perfect what you're talking about, as well as when people are looking at your speaking experience and trying to decide whether or not to bring you on they'll see that you have other speaking experience under your belt, so you're not a complete newbie on stage um being able to to network with the press is also really, really important too because if you can get on that that shortlist for a reporter where they need a fast quote and they know that you can, they can call you at any time, that's really cool too because then you, you're seen as an influencer. Then your name pops up in Google News, then you know people start knowing that when it's about whatever X they, they can they can contact you because you're the expert in that. And really, networking with folks within your industry and helping them too, because a lot of times businesses are very complementary. You know, and and yes, there is comp- competition, but there is a lot of room to move within that competition and enhance each other's service offerings. And so, a lot of brand building, perhaps, is is them promoting you as part of a service offering for them sometimes,
1: and vice versa. Which is awesome. And you know, something, folks, competition breeds a marketplace. Yes. If you have no competition, there is no real marketplace. There is no real marketplace. <laughs> and there might not be any real business either. <laughs> right, That's exactly. A <laughs> exactly. And you know, I'm just a very firm believer that there's a lot of things that differentiate. Yes. Companies, and sometimes people get very you look at yourself as sort of your competitor. Yes. And people don't take the time to say, wait a second, but I'm not my competitor. We may offer complimentary services. We may offer the exact same services. But dynamically, the companies are not the same, so you really need to take a look, get down to the most base of of analogies and look at how you differentiate yourself and posture yourself a little different in the marketplace.
4: Exactly. And especially when we start networking and people are going to ask you, what makes you different than X when you know darn well that X offers the same service mix as you? You've got to have something compelling that you can tell them to say, okay, yes, we're very similar. They do X and I do Y and that's okay. And I'm really good at doing Y. And that's what will sell people over the, yes, we have a similar service mix and just pick one. We're about the same price.
1: <laughs> exactly. You know, oh, I'm hitting you up again exactly the same person. At the end of the day, what is going to make the difference is you as a person. Yep. I think that people, if they like you, they're more likely to do business with you than someone else. Exactly. So ingratiate, ingratiate, ingratiate. And to never burn bridges because
4: every industry, no matter how big it is, is so very,
1: very small and things get around so
4: very, very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard not to.
1: Every once in a while, you just want to take a can of gas and just, you know. <laughs> Throw it on that bridge and light that match and see who goes up with it. And then stomp up and down on the ashes. But, all that's a good fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) But, yes, people, turn around to the people that you love the most. Tell them that you're really sorry, but you're just going to have to, like, do a little gestalt therapy. (laughs) Scream for 10 or 15 minutes and get past it. Because you know what, Heather, you're 100% right. The only thing that you own in this world is your reputation. Yep. Keep yourself low-key in regard to crap that you're having with other people. Yep, yep, yep. And, there's a difference between taking someone to task because they're doing something erroneous or not right where really certain judgments need to be made but yes do not burn bridges do not verbally accost someone do not spread rumors do not crab apple about someone because that stuff comes it does it comes back and it bites you in the butt and the worst thing of all about that is it's out of your control it's
4: yeah like, totally it's like, out of your control and there's no way that you can intelligently defend against it because you were wrong in the first place
1: Right, and it's like operator. Yep. You know, like your mom always told you, keep the dirty laundry at home. No one needs to know that Daddy and I are fighting. Yep. Yep. Uh huh.
2: On another note. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> now, make sure
1: your parents argue at home and tell you no, not I'm to tell my, anyone. <laughs>
2: uh, you know, that's one of the things my wife and I have had, for example, spirited debate many times, arguing. We say we've never had.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so take it for what you will, but yeah, we've we've had a disagreement. You know, so but you're right. You don't need to broadcast that kind of stuff doesn't help and on the other hand I think that there's some uh, real value in having some open debate in some of the forums and things that are out there with regards to strategies and ideas and I think that you know having that opportunity for people to um, develop their ideas a little bit more fully by having them bounce back in their face by some other industry expert there's value in that and I think you develop a uh, a friendship I recall being down here at webmaster world there was an individual um, that I was introduced to that you know had a, had a quite a reputation Keith Peterson I believe it was right Randy and
1: okay and, are uh, what
2: are you gonna say yeah well yeah well uh, um, you know, talking with Darren Babin sounds like in the early days, there was a lot of back and forth of different ideas, but both these individuals have risen to a level of recognized expertise, even though they didn't always agree. And that's okay. And they're, I don't want to say they're mutual admirers, but they respect each other's positions and respect each other's accomplishments. And that's right. There's value in that. But, you know, it wasn't done with a trash talk attitude.
0: It not no. like
2: it was just a very positive push your ideas forward kind of a concept as opposed to, uh, you know, Fashion. self-destructive. Yeah, you create bad karma the other way to use the brandyism. Yes. <laughs>
4: Very yep. much so, yeah. And having those spirited debates are really cool. I mean, you have them all the time when you go to the conferences of the black hats and the white hats and the Aye. gray hats and everything in Aye. between. At Aye. the end of the day, we're all doing what we believe in, and it's good for us to be able to bounce those things off of everyone.
1: Well, because it gives a clear perspective. Like, you know, it's funny, because you mentioned the Keith Peterson, Darren Babbin thing. Like, they <laughs> were always really good friends. But they also had different opinions and could, and really opened each other's eyes up to the world around them. Mm-hmm. And that's a part that's cool is when you can... You don't have to be really great friends with everyone like they are. And we love Keith. And Keith allowed me to do something really cool to him.
4: <laughs> oh,
2: with New Which Orleans I'm, on our heels. We don't want to talk. We don't, we're not
1: going to mention that on the air. Heather, you'll get a kick out of the Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and I think Mick already knows the story. Anyway, so that was really cool. But yes, as Mickey was saying, you know, if you have spirited debates that are productive, that's cool. And just to show, you know, sometimes when you can't... I'm a big, firm believer in devil's advocate. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Because... I might think really strongly that it's white. You may think it's black, but when we start talking about it, yeah, it could be gray, it actually could be purple. And until you get those thoughts and ideas out there, even strongly felt, you're not going to open up your eyes to any other concepts except for the one that you're deeply rooted in. Exactly. And that could actually be the death of you.
4: Well, and that's really true. It's one of the worst things that people can do in any kind of industry, and search including that because it moves so fast, is to be so wrapped up in just one way of doing that because you think it's the only right way that you kind of make yourself obsolete and turn yourself into a dinosaur. Exactly. Things are moving fast and if anything, you have to be kind of uh, agree with what you're thinking and saying, but you have to be kind of unattached to it knowing that it could be
1: changing at any moment and you have to change how you think about it. 100%. And that's where it's very important to know as many people as possible in the industry Mm -hmm. so that you can tap into them for the newest, latest, greatest, most controversial, most standard, whatever, opinions and concepts so that you're plugged in so that when you get up and you speak, you aren't Stoic Exactly state Because if you can't Stay ahead of the curve No one's going to Pay attention to you No one's going to Trust you
4: Right And saying you're wrong When you're up on stage And somebody provides An, an alternative opinion Doesn't really go over well When you're a speaker And doesn't go over To the audience <laughs>
1: No, no, no. No, I disagree with you. I do disagree with you. There she is right here doing it now. That was well bad. Thank you very much. Point and check. <laughs> I think that the world around us has changed a little bit. I think it used to be that we could never be, you know, have faults and you had to watch what you said and you did make a mistake or you didn't say something properly that people would really hold it against you. Right. I think that the communities have grown to the point where, you know what, if you do make a mistake or you do step out of turn, that if you do admit, like, wow, you know what, there is a different perspective to that, or I was trapped into that thought process, but you know what? It's come to light that things are a little different. I think people are a lot more receptive to that now than they had been a couple of years ago. Well,
4: yeah, a couple of years ago, definitely, that uh, a lot of people were sort of more entrenched in their thought patterns, but I think that a lot and now it's changed, like what you said, is if you can just come out and say, yeah, you know, you were really right on that, and I hadn't even considered that. That's a big thing, because everyone messes up. We all mess up with this kind of stuff, and it's good to have somebody tell you exactly how you mess Stuff and it's really good to be able to hear that information come back and say yeah you were right
1: exactly or you know what you open up my eyes to something i might not even think that you're right but there's another way of doing things in the way that i've been doing it
4: exactly now i understand it better than i did before yeah
1: and that's the neat thing is that you i think it's so vitally important you know you've done a phenomenal job thank you of getting out into the marketplace of spreading your wings truly and flying high because you've managed to hit like Five key points Which is first of all You do everything yourself I I know you've got a team But like there's nothing you can't do You've written the press releases You know how to write You know how to speak You can put together presentations Everything that you now have a staff And asking them to do You're self-sufficient enough You could do it for yourself Right Which is very important I think You've established yourself as an expert You've established yourself Within your communities You're always forward thinking And creating new projects You've gone ahead And you've even a published author My god in late 2004 You came up with successful Search engine copywriting Right it's self-published Published and it's doing kick-ass. Yep. So here you are at you know the peak of your business career and the sky's the limit because it's you've covered fun. all of your bases. Yep, it's very fun. We love that. Unfortunately, we're beginning to, beginning to begin to come to a close. Okay. But tell us a little bit about your ebook, Successful Search Engine Copywriting.
4: Oh. Thank you. Yes, it is available at searchenginewriting.com. Had to get the URL plug in there. Um, and it's a book that is, it is focused primarily to people who are, are writing online. Either they work for a company or they work for an SEO. They're doing it freelance. And they want to learn how to be able to integrate key phrases in their copy without blowing the conversion flow of the copy. So a lot of it is is sort of the basic foundation. And then some of the later chapters... Go into how you work with XML. What do you do in certain situations where you don't have a lot of room to move inside the corporation like legal balances back everything that you do and how you can still get the positioning.
1: That's phenomenal because I'm sure everyone out there listening, it's an amazing book, you guys. Everyone should go and read it. (laughs) Thank you. And especially when you get caught up in that whole legal BS. That sucks because all you want to do is get your job done and they won't let you do it. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You want to start making money and they don't let you. And So you know what, you guys? If you read Heather's book very easily. <laughs> you too can be friends with a lawyer and put a lot of cash in your pocket. There you go. Making friends with lawyers. That's a whole bug on itself. There's a book too, yep. My goodness. All right, so Heather, yes. I so enjoyed this chat with you. Yes, thank you so much.
2: Oh, myself included. I just had to sit back and listen and learn again. <laughs> Every now and again, there's a guest on the show, Heather, that I just sit back and I just glean information. It's fantastic. And you're one of those people that. You know, while we covered a lot of topics, they're all really good, sound, basic principles that not only can be applied within the arena of search engine writing and whatnot, but obviously anything in life, and it was a joy to listen to you.
1: Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, and we're trying to get Heather to come and do a radio show. Yes. Oh, with I think would be
2: great. She's got, the, she's got the bouncing enthusiasm in her voice to uh, really be a great co-host. I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That's why. So this is your little props to get you, you know, get you motivated, get you on. But for everyone out there listening right now, I want you to continue listening to webmasterradio.fm. But pick up the phone and call at least one either influencer in your marketplace that you really respect and ask to have an appointment with them, you want to chat with them about what they know and maybe present them with some of the stuff that you're doing so that you can make inroads there or pick up the phone call one of uh, the industry events and ask if you can speak on a panel and if you can't speak on a panel yet ask if you can volunteer during the show, ingratiate yourself with the people that run the show and you too can get up and become an industry expert that's what we all want, that's what we all need so make it happen guys. Good that's advice
2: Perfect. Thank you Brandy.
1: Yeah, that's awesome so Heather you're going to come back again right? I'll be back Awesome. Alright everyone thanks for listening to this edition of Cover Story. I'm Brandy Shapiro-Babbin. Nick?
2: Nick Jolly Hey from PR Web and thanks Brandy for uh, allowing us to have another great show Thanks Thanks to all our guests and listeners.
1: You rock. Thanks, everyone. Thank
2: you, Heather. Peace out,
1: guys.